Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm on day three of my juice cleanse, and the one I'm on at the moment is a peppery, fiery uh, purification juice. I've had the green one, now I'm onto this one, and I'm sure this is aggravating my throat a bit, but it's, um, man, I tell you, I'm on day, this is the start of day three. I have such mental clarity, I could write the Encyclopedia Britannica right now. I am on fire. My brain is clear, crystal clear. I feel, I smell, I taste. It's so incredible. And you know what? It's got nothing to do with my brain at all. It's to do with your guts. So there's a gut mind. And um, they talk about this a lot, is the quality of your flora, fauna, and whatever is going on in your guts determines the clarity of your thought. So a person who's stubborn or stuck in their thoughts is usually constipated. A person who's got a scattered mind has usually got diarrhea. Um, there is a, a lady, uh, I heard her speak, and she talked about always examine your poo, and I, and I do. I don't know about you guys, probably more than you need to hear, but I always do. And there is a, a thing to say, you've got either fluffy floaties or sinky stinkies. If you've got fluffy floaties, it means you're going to be lightheaded, ungrounded. Uh, you're probably eating a bit too much fiber. If you've got stinky stinkies, you're probably eating too much red meat. You're probably a little bit stoic and stuck and stubborn. And so, uh, and it may be better to eat a little less red meat and a bit more fiber. So if it hits the side of the bowl, that's another whole conversation. But look, um, the point is, every time I do one of these juice cleanses, and I do them quite a lot, um, uh, for I do the five-day cleanse. It means half a day before I start to taper, half a day after I start taper. So it's kind of like six days where I change my diet. And to be truthful, really, really truthful, every now and again, I squeeze in a little meal, maybe an evening. I, I'm not afraid to eat like a piece of fish or something, um, a small piece of uh, tuna or, or whatever. But look, the, the point of this whole conversation is not about juice cleansing. It's about the clarity of the mind when the guts is functioning at a very high level. Now, I can't believe that when I when you're drinking these juice cleansers, six juices, they're 750 ml each, I assume. Hang on, what's on the side here? 500 ml. So there's three liters of liquid. I think I probably am peeing five liters of liquid a day, um, including at night. Um, but the most important thing is the, the, the herbs and the spices and the vegetables that are going into my body are clarifying my gut and clarifying my gut uh, means that I'm mentally clear. It's quite ironic, isn't it? That your bowel, your bum, your sphincter and your colon have got something to do with your thought process, but they do. I remember being in, uh, in New Zealand, I was learning mountaineering and I was doing very bad at it. And I stayed at a, under an emergency conditions in a little cabin up, in the, up on uh, Mount Cook. And uh, it's a well-known cabin, and it, it, it uh, you know, uh, it was blowing a gale and snowing and freezing, and the the dunny was a was a, a drop toilet hanging out over the edge of a of a cliff. You had to go into this little shed, just big enough for your shoulders to turn around and to rotate. But to get to the shed, you had to go from the sleeping area across. Uh, a path with uh, chain uh, rails that you could hang on to uh, so you didn't slip, but you had to wear your crampons and all the gaff all the way out to the shed and your snow gear. 
um, it was 20 meters or so, and then get into the little room, uh, turn around, uh, put your butt over the top of a drop hole, uh, squat down three quarters of the way down, make sure your aim was correct, that you weren't going to uh, soil your shoes or your, or your snow gear, and you let it go. And, and it was that, that sitting in the lodge, that, that trip, in this little cabin up in the mountains, it's a, like uh, all it is is a cabin and you bring your own food and stuff because it's a sort of an emergency place. I, I learned that the mind and the body is connected because every time I would be in the cabin, I'd be busting for a poop. Every time I'd get dressed, put my crampons on, put my snow gear on, put my gloves on, put my goggles on, put my hat on, put my gear on everything, put my snow boots on, walk outside, clunk, 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 20 metres, clunk, 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 get to the toilet, pull down my pants, turn around, bend over, nothing. Jam tight, jam tight, fish, tighter than a fish's bum, which is watertight. I was so jam tight, and here I was busting to go to the toilet, but I couldn't get things going, and because of the fear of the drop hole. I was a thousand meters above the ground and, and, and my poop was going to go down that hole. And of course, the sense that I was going to go down with it was always there. And I, and I was a little bit spooked by the whole wind and the rain and the snow and being alone out there in that thing. And I thought, I'm, this cabin is going to fall off the edge and I'm going to end up a thousand meters. So I'd pack up, put my gear back on, trottle across 20 meters, get back indoors, take it all off, stand there and go, oh God, I've got to go back again. And so I did this about 10 times, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, until finally uh, necessity overcame the mind, the body uh, beat the mind, and I had success. But the bottom line is that's my first experience of the body-mind connection. Here I am having a juice cleanse, the same thing's happening. I got really, really, I can do probably five days work today. Five days work. Absolutely no problem. I've got such clarity and I feel energized and I feel bright. What's happened? Have I... Have I eaten uh, coffee? No. Have I uh, eaten any sugar? No. Have I stimulated my mind with a big brekkie and eggs? And No. Have I done anything? No. What I've done is clarified my gut, got my digestion going, and got my processing in my body really up tuned in. And that's only day two. Well, it's day three. That It's the beginning of day three. I've had two juices out of the six on day three, I've got two more days. Imagine what I'm gonna get done in the next 48 hours. It's spectacular. And then you imagine yourself, well, what, why in a normal day am I not getting good gut clarity? And, and they talk about the thing called probiotics. Now I've tried probiotics. Uh, we, we have uh, sauerkraut with our main meal uh, every night. We have uh, certain milks that have um, probiotics in them. We, I, have, I take a pill with probiotics, but none of it works like a juice cleanse. None of it works like this. And I think it's because my normal diet with eggs, uh, uh, um, um, and I can't think of anything that I take that's bad, but with whatever I'm taking into my diet, milk, dairy, I think the dairy and the milk and the, and the eggs and things like that I, I, I think they knock my guts around and the digestion becomes sluggish and therefore so does, quite often so does my mind. It's certainly not as clear as it is now. When you go through, when you go through uh, a hyper energy period, it's really important to learn to hold on to it. One of the things you learn in, uh, when you practice meditations and Zen, if you do it right, if you do your yoga practice right, you'll light a fire in your guts 
the fire is in the loins, down in the what's called the kundalini, the lower area of your body, the perineum. You light a fire in your perineum, and that's the gotu. And if you want to draw the pyramid and put it over the shape of the body, the very base of the consciousness cone is the same level as the genitals. And so all the issues we have down in that area are gotu issues. And so um, in, in the process of uh, evolution, in the process of living your day, we light the fire by doing um, uh, some stretching or we light the fire by doing some visioning or self-talk. We light the fire in our loins. The question is, where does it go from there? Now, if a person doesn't have purpose, doesn't have gratitude, doesn't have anything to raise up the energy from the bottom, it must come out sexually. I mean, obviously, it's down there. And so a person who's perpetually horny, who wants to express themselves sexually, has lost their vision, has no reason to rise the energy up. Lust comes out. It's a got-to energy. It's being expressed physically. It's very physical. It's very um, uh, primal. And that primal energy is really beautiful because it's fire. It's anger. It's lust. It's envy. It's, it's hate. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It's strong. But do will it manifest anything? No, the answer is no. So we, quite often we can get the energy to come up with morals and ethics and re religious teachings. We can get it to come up near our navel, just under our navel. And that's the should. When the energy gets up there, we become very pious, very righteous. I, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. I know the way, you don't know it. I, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm going to tell you how it works. And we get into the, that area down in our body, just, and you see people put on um, what they call them, muffin tops, and you see people get fat asses and uh, roly-poly stomach. It's because they're caught in their should area of life. That's called protection, by the way, when you start saying, I should do this and shouldn't do that. And should. We're, we're trying to create some sort of collective community around us to protect us. So fat bum, fat hips, overweight all around that area. It's not to do with the genitals. It's come up into should, and the person has become their own religious nightmare, a, t a personal terrorist. The next area is up into the, just below the rib cage, and that's called the need to area. This is the next chakra, if you want to call it that in yoga. It's the next evolution of that energy that was hate, anger, fear, uh, guilt, all those energies down the bottom come up through should, shouldn't do this, should do this, shouldn't do this. But you can bring it up further and you can get to the need to. And the need to areas where a person becomes very hyper emotional. They cry a lot. They get angry a lot. They're, they're hyper emotional. And all they're trying to do in their whole focus of life is reconcile their emotions. I need this and I need to do that. And I don't need to do that. And you need to do this. And this stuff goes on and on. And that's really where they burn the petrol. It's like an airplane dumping fuel. It's come up. For, everybody got the Kundalini force. Everybody got the the petrol in the tank down the bottom there, if they can light the flame, it comes up. But where it comes out is determined by the language and the approach and the size of the vision and the integrity of the person and their values list. So the next one up, if they can get past the need to and not necessarily get tangled up, uh, or get their feet caught by showing, tying their shoelaces together with emotions, is want to. Now want to is what Maslow really calls self-actualized. It's where a person says, I want. And it's a very powerful place because it's, 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 it's almost like saying, I have the power, I have the power to want what I want. And 
want to is a four to one ratio, positives to negatives, negatives to positives. And if our energy comes out there, it's coming up, it's pretty cool. And you'll feel the presence and the power of a person way up there in that space. Beyond want to is desire to, choose to, and love to. Now here we're talking about laser beam. Now we, when we say a person's more conscious, greater in consciousness, less in number. What is less? Less emotions, yes. Less, uh, uh, ex less releases down in the base lusty area, yes. Less, um, moralistic, dr less moralistically driven, yes. Less I want, I want, I want, and it's more purpose what you want, how do you serve? And the way we do that, as I said in the last podcast, with these cellophane sheets around us in the seven areas of life, we ask people what they want and we deliver it. That's give people what they want. And that's how we serve our purpose. The Buddha said, and it's quite a famous quote, uh, give, them, uh, give them what they want until they're ready to get what you want to give them. Um, and that's kind of like how you deal with people, you give them what they want. but. The, the ultimate thing is in the process of giving people what they want, you can't lo you, it's wise not to lose yourself. You need to stay behind that cellophane, holistically full, self-fulfilled, self-inspired, with a vision, with a purpose. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.